Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and let our soul fall back into our spirit and just relax and remember how much God loves you. That there's nothing you need to do or change. Simply just let him love you. That he's going to do all the work in and through us. That your spirit is already one with him. That he loves you and is in control of your past, your present, and your future. You don't need to please him. You've already pleased him. He's already thrilled with who you are. You don't need to please either anyone else either. God's going to change what needs to be changed. And you can just pay attention to those things that he is putting before you, the homework. And we can just appreciate what he is doing in our lives. Probably the greatest thing we can experience is gratitude. If you are grateful, you are in a right relationship with God. All he wants from us is to, for us to be able to accept unconditionally what he gives unconditionally and just say thank you. Thank you. That puts us, puts our soul and our being into the accepting place. Remember, the nature of God is love. And he expresses that love by giving and giving unconditionally. So what does he need? He needs someone to receive that love unconditionally. That's where we come in. Learning to just say, yes, Lord, thank you. I don't understand what you're doing. I don't know all the ins and outs. And I'm sure I'm going to make mistakes and misunderstand things. But I know you love me and what you're doing in me. I'm going to be thrilled with it. There's going to be times I'm going to be afraid of what's going on because I won't understand it. But I'm going to trust you. And I thank you, Lord. And if we can close out every conversation we have with him with, thank you, Lord. 
we know we're in a great stance before him. We're in a place where he can speak to us and direct us and lead us and guide us and change us. And really, that's all. That's the most we can do. We don't need to worry about accomplishing great things for him, sticking up for his name, proving to the world there is a God. He doesn't need our help. Right now, if God wanted to prove to the world that he existed, he could. He doesn't need our help. Now, he wants us involved in what he's doing in our lives. And sometimes it does involve drawing attention to what he's doing. But that's not because he needs us. He may draw you into a situation of ministry. That's not because you're the only one who can do that job. No, it's for your benefit. To get over the fear of man. To learn how to wield his power and authority. To be able to receive more compassion from him because the people around you need it. God knows exactly the changes that you need. And he puts us in the situation where we can't meet those needs. You know, there's that saying that God never puts us in a situation that we can't handle. And you know, that's not what the scripture says. Scripture says he won't put us into a place of temptation that we can't get out of, like run. But he puts us in situations that we can't handle all the time. All the time. And we would probably be better off thinking that every situation he puts us in, we can't handle. then we would not be relying on ourselves. We'd let him be the God. Now, remember what's going on within us. Our spirit, who is one with God, is working with him to heal and change and modify our soul so that our soul can be reunited with our spirit. That's the project that we're working on. Your spirit's done. Your spirit's one with God. Your spirit has received eternal life. Your spirit has all the answers to all your questions. Your spirit has all power and all authority. Your spirit can raise the dead right now. Your spirit is eternally creative right now. So we don't need to get more spiritual. Our problem is our soul is so separated from our spirit. 
remember, God knows this. He not only knows this, this was part of his plan. It's this very process of learning to learn from him that brings us into that relationship where we develop trust and intimacy and appreciation for God. Now, just as we said, if God wanted to reveal himself to the world that everybody knew he existed and what his power was, he could do it just like that. Also, he could change and restore your soul to your spirit just like that with with a twinkling of a thought, with an absolute millinanosecond an infinitesimally small moment in time and he could restore your soul to your soul, to your spirit and your body then why doesn't he because it's the process that's the value it's the process that forms the character in our understanding of that character it's in the process that we learn God's character and his ways how he speaks how he thinks how he loves and we you and I are the first partakers of his love of his healing of his encouragement. You need encouragement? Ask him for it. He'll give it. It may not be the way you think he should give it. A lot of times we you know, we think we just need encouragement when really we just want God to get us out of the situation. God says, No, I formed this situation for you. I put this mountain in front of you. And if you get around this mountain, you sneak around it or you fly over it and you get out of it, you turn back from it, I'll just have to create another mountain for you. The next mountain may look like a valley, may look like a flood, may look like a hurricane or a drought. Whatever the circumstances are in your life, it's always about your relationship with him. It's about the change he wants to do in your soul over time so you can learn how he works, his character, what love, joy, peace, gentleness, all these characteristics of God that we also have in our spirit, what they really mean. And we learn what they really mean by experience. So why do we have enemies? If God wanted to get rid of the devil on this earth and all his little demons and all the little sub-critters, whatever multiple different levels of you know creatures that are here on this earth, they're all for us. 
we don't like we don't like what they do, but they are there for us. Because God could get rid of them like that. Again, He created them and put them here to bug us, to push our buttons, to scare us, to show us where we have not yet been healed and reunited with the Spirit. They serve, a, our enemies serve a vital purpose. And believe it or not, there are another thing we are to be grateful to God for. Thank you, Lord, that there are roadblocks and enemies in my path so I can learn how you overcome them and how I, in you, overcome them. How else do we learn how to wield the authority and the power that he's given us? He doesn't want us using the power and authority over one another. And just practicing with our power and authority doesn't teach us very much. It, it makes us reliant on ourselves our own strength, our own wisdom. So he puts us in situations to stretch us. He, want, he doesn't want to see what we can do. He wants us to see what he can do. This is why we, as we keep our eyes on what he's doing, You know, it's normal to have fear. It's normal to be concerned about, will we handle this situation right? And let me just tell you, who cares? Fear is not about what's going on in the spirit. It's what's going on in your soul and in your body. And it's not that it doesn't, that it's not real. It's just that it doesn't matter. It's, It comes to pass. You'll be afraid and then you won't. You'll make a mistake and then go on and learn from it. And we've often talked how much more helpful it is to make mistakes. We learn so much more by making mistakes, about seeing how not to do things than we do if we do things right, whatever that means, the first time around. And really, doing it right, in the end, is letting the spirit and soul reunite. That's our end goal, that we would be one spirit, soul, and body. One in God. One in Him. And we really, it is so foreign to our Western religious understanding and experience what a true relationship with God looks like. And that's one of the reasons church attendance has dropped off so dramatically is because that does not satisfy that does not represent the love of God 
Love of God is not people hugging you when you walk through the door. Where the presence of God is, there's the power and the authority and the majesty and the reuniting of the soul and spirit. And how often, even when we talk about sin, sin is not about God's standards. It's about our existence. Sin is about what is good for us. Remember, every sin has been paid for. So God doesn't hold sin against us. That would nullify the crucifixion and resurrection, if he still said, nope, you know, you, you have to pay for that. You should feel guilty. Bad person. No, sin is what is bad for us. Sin hurts us. And he reveals these things not to make us feel guilty, or be fearful that we're going to hell. But so that we can trust him and want the best for ourselves. God wants what's best for you. If you want what God wants, you want what's best for you. Not just getting by until you get to heaven. Not trying to not draw attention to yourself so God won't expect more than you want to give. But the challenges and the crises he's put in front of you are for you. And each one of us is unique. And each one of your challenges is going to be different. But they're all for the same purpose. Bring your soul and spirit together. Reunite your soul and your spirit so you will be one in God. This is why we talk about they're really such easy things to be available to God so that we can learn to hear him learn to see what's going on in the supernatural and eventually the spiritual realm, to live and move and have our being in the spirit as a spirit, that we have already received everything we need for life and godliness now, that our the kingdom of God is right here. It's not tomorrow. It's not a millennia from now. It's not in heaven. The kingdom of God is in you, in your midst. And you're a joint heir with Christ and a co-inheritor. Everything that Christ received, you have received. And he want, God wants you to enjoy the process. He has crafted your life for you, for your good, because he loves you. 
And yes, he's put the enemies in the bad circumstances that you're in for you. Don't run from them. And if you have in the past, no big deal. Just brush it off and go, okay, I'm dealing with today, right now. I'm in this situation. Lord, what's going on? And whatever it takes, hear from him. And and you're going to learn the process of hearing from him. Other people are going to say, this is what it sounds like. This is what his voice sounds like. But it's going to be different for you, for each one of us. Some people, you know, will say, okay, well, yeah, I actually hear words in my head. Or I, I sense in my mind, you know, what he's saying. Others are like, well, I just know this is what I should do. Others are going to see something, okay? I see a sign pointing that way or an AB. And then when we are talking about, you know, especially when we need guidance to put things into two choices, Lord, do I do this or do I do this? So he can direct us and it makes it easier on us to hear from him. But all these things were, they're all pieces of the puzzle. You may have a piece of sky, and this is how God is speaking to you now. Somebody else has a piece of a mountain, and this is how God is revealing himself now. Somebody else has a piece that looks like grass. But it's all the same process. It's all the same puzzle. And over time, we'll all have a better idea because as we become one spirit and soul remember your spirit is one with God my spirit is one with God everyone who's been reborn their spirit is one with God as as our soul becomes one with our spirit our soul becomes one with every other spirit as well that's the unity of the church not that we're unified around doctrine or belief or activity, but we are united in him, literally. Not figuratively, not denominationally, not positionally or by faith, but literally, because your soul is joining to your spirit my soul is joining to my spirit and all of our spirits are in God. So we all become closer to one another the more our soul and spirit is united. Now what that's going to look like, who knows? But I'm sure you've had those experiences where you're around somebody and you may not have ever met them, but they, they feel like a kindred spirit. It feels like you've known them your whole life. And you can just go, yep. Yeah, I feel like I've known you and, you know, no, where are you from? No, I've never been there. And you you go, no. But there's a familiarity because you're both heading to the same home. 
is your home. God is where you belong. And your soul united to your spirit is where your soul belongs. Your soul is returning to its home in spirit. And we focus on these processes in one sense to give our soul homework, to give our soul something to focus on so your soul, so our soul doesn't interfere with what God is doing and instead cooperates because we know there are things that are good for our soul. And our, the main thing being for our soul to be available for God. For, for God to restore, to, to heal, to reveal himself. The more our soul is available to God, the more we are participating in the change he's making. And if you have, again, any of this makes sense and sparks any desire or excitement, or wonder, oh, I want to think about this, that's from God. That's not from your soul. Remember, your soul doesn't want to, in a, in a sense, your soul, even though it wants to return home, it's also your soul's gotten used to doing things its own way and has a hard time trusting spirit, trusting God. And so you so God is being gentle with your soul. And we want to let him be gentle with our soul. But we also want to be available for that change to happen, no matter how much it disrupts our plans and our strategies. So we make ourselves available to what he's doing and let him change our soul. But part of that is we change our schedule. We make ourselves available at night. And we were talking last week about what goes on at the night seasons and how very often our enemies make themselves most visible, most tangible in the same night seasons in which God makes himself most visible and most tangible. And a lot of that's just because our awareness is heightened. And that's fine. That's great. This is not a contest. The goal is not to be only aware of God. God is in control of the circumstances. And he may choose to use the night seasons to teach you how to exercise authority over your enemies. And remember your enemies are the world system, the strength of your soul, and the devil and his little demons, his little critters. Those are your rightful enemies. And they are there for you to learn how to live as a spirit being and take authority over those enemies. They are there for you for a purpose. Now, as far as fear, so what? So it's fine to be afraid. It doesn't mean anything. 
Don't be surprised if you're afraid of things. Don't be surprised if you don't know what to do in a particular situation. You will next time or the time after that. Maybe it takes you 50 times to go through an experience until you finally figure out, oh, this is, this is how to handle it. You just let it fall off your, your back. It may have, you may have had to develop a let it flow off your back muscle. But then you have. Then you've developed it. And now you know how to handle that. You just let it roll off your back. False accusation. You know, the devil is, has, and we're going to go into some of these um, aspects, he has certain tools he uses. And they're limited. But they have worked for millennia. We're, because we're not that complicated. For instance, he accuses, he deceives, and he lies. Okay, we can learn how to recognize those things. How, when the Lord talks to us about those things, this is how to respond. We can learn. These are, these are fairly basic things, how to learn. And cause remember, Jesus has already overcome the devil. He's also overcome this world system. The only thing that is what's going to take the longest time for us to work through, wrestle with, is the strength of our soul. For one thing, because it's part of us, and another, because Jesus never had to deal with it. His soul was always united with his spirit. So hopefully that will give you something to think about. And Going forward, we're going to be talking about dealing with the supernatural realm, and we're going to talk about some steps. Now, these are just general guidelines, but if you start moving forward and and being objective about the direction the Lord wants to take you in, you will find a greater freedom. It's just something about having guidance, having some boundaries, having some ideas and concepts to follow gives freedom. This is not the only way to do it, but it's an effective way. So thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainer's Radio. We'll be back together again next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. See you next week. Bye-bye.